Welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants with me, your host, Raphael Bender. Great to be with you, Pilates team. Today I want to have a brief discussion with you about defining your ideal Pilates client avatar. And I think this is something that most Pilates instructors get wrong. In my view, now, well, I'm going to share with you in a minute what I think an ideal client avatar should include, or how to how to find your ideal client avatar and what the characteristics are that you should look for in an ideal client avatar. Uh, but first, how to know if you either don't have the right avatar or maybe just don't have an avatar, <laughs> but even if you've got an avatar, how to know uh, if you don't have the right avatar. You don't have the right ideal client. Okay, an avatar, let me just define terms before we go any further. An avatar is simply just a description of your ideal client. You know, their age, their demographics, their pain points, their, you know, their hopes, dreams, desires, their obstacles, all of those things. And most importantly, what their big burning problem is that you help them with. All right. So an avatar just says, you know, I help these people solve this problem, really. Now, how do you know if you have if you don't have a good avatar so maybe you either your avatar is not clear enough not specific enough or maybe it is specific but it's just the wrong person well if you one can't get enough clients right if you struggle to get clients if you don't know what to post on social media if you struggle to raise your prices if you get a lot of price comparisons if you have clients that you don't enjoy working with if you have clients that you don't feel you're getting the results that you want to get with them. All of these are probably signs that you don't have the right client avatar. Now, there are other reasons for some of these things, but I would say for every single one of these things, if you came to me as a private coaching client and said, Raph, I'm struggling with this thing, like whether it's I can't get enough clients, I can't raise my prices, I can't get results for the clients I've got, there's certain clients I've got I don't enjoy working with, you know, people can't afford me, you know, whatever, any of those problems, the very first thing I would ask you is, what is your client avatar? Before we looked at, for instance, your skills or any of those other things, I would ask you what your client avatar is because the client avatar really, I think, is the probably the single most influential factor in the success of your business, choosing the right client. Hopefully by uh, the end of the next few minutes, you'll understand why I think that. All right, so let's talk about what I think makes a great client avatar. Well, actually, first, let's just go through a brief little illustration of why uh, choosing the right client uh, is, I think, the most influential thing you can do to uh, succeed in as a Pilates small business owner. Uh, and this is an example from my book, How to Make 100K a Year Teaching Pilates. 
And imagine that you start a new business selling some kind of hot, greasy takeaway food, you know, depending on which part of the world you're in. But maybe it's hot dogs, maybe it's kebabs, maybe it's pies with mash and peas. Okay, whatever it is, it's some kind of greasy, hot, salty, fried takeaway food. And, you know, special recipe, your grandma's recipe perfected over a lifetime, made with love. And you set up your you set up your cart outside the local gym at uh, 6 a.m. on a Monday morning. Very busy, lots of people going in and out of the gym. And you approach people and you say, oh, try my greasy, hot, salty, fried food. It's yummy. My grandma taught me the recipe. It's beautiful. You give away free samples and you, you know, you tell people how much you care and how much you, you know, made how much love you put into making the food but you really struggle and you don't sell any you feel very disheartened that night you decide to try again so you take your cart and you set up outside a very popular hotel which is closing around closing time about midnight as the bar closes the stream of semi-drunk patrons are ejected into the sidewalk they stumble out bleary-eyed in search of something hot, greasy, and salty and fried. They spy your cart. They pull out a fistful of money as they stumble over towards you, shoving it into your face, pushing past each other in their haste to buy everything in your cart. You sell out in five minutes and go home with your pocket full of money despite having not have had to convince anyone of anything or explain the benefits of your product or show them the recipe that your grandmother made or any of that. Um, now, dear listener, what is the point of this story? Well, the only difference between those two scenarios is the customer. The product is the same. You are the same. The marketing is the same. Everything is the same. The only difference is the customer. Selling to a starving crowd is easy. So when starting a business, set your metaphorical food truck up outside a you know where there's a starving crowd. Now what's the what's the Pilates equivalent of a starving crowd? Well a Pilates equivalent of a starving crowd is somebody who has a an urgent and painful problem. Okay and this is characteristic number one of your ideal client avatar. So I'm going to suggest that an ideal client avatar has four characteristics and that makes them into a, a starving crowd basically. So characteristic number one is they have an urgent and painful problem that you can solve. An urgent and painful problem that you can solve. So when you're you know, drunk and bleary eyed at midnight, you have an urgent and painful problem which is you have a desperate hunger for something salty and, and fried. Okay, and someone with salty and fried food can solve that problem. Now, what what desperate hunger can we solve as Pilates instructors? Well, hopefully a few things have popped into your mind. <laughs> okay, uh, I, my personal favourite is back pain, and I'm going to keep keep banging on this drum because back pain has so much going for it for as as a as a as a problem that we can solve in Pilates. It's very urgent and very painful for, for a lot of people. It's a very common problem. 84% of adults experience back pain in their lifetime. It can be highly disabling. It's the number one cause today's loss to work worldwide. 
So it very it disables people, which means it stops people earning a living, right? It stops people participating in the activities that they want. Like they can't go to their kids' sport matches. They can't, you know, go out and do their their, their enjoyable activities. They can't play with their grandkids. I mean, you guys know, you're listening to this, you know what the sequelae, the consequences of low back pain can be, Okay. That can be the literal definition of an urgent and painful problem. Now, an urgent. Now, I'm talking about severe, you know, back pain, right? With that, that that interrupts your preferred way of moving through the world. Stops you doing the things you love, the things that are important to you. Even potentially stops you earning your income. Okay, that is an urgent and painful problem. General aches and pains, not so urgent and painful. Right, that's something people can put up with. An urgent and painful problem is a problem that person just cannot put up with any longer. They really want a solution. They need it fixed now. Think like if you've ever stayed up all night on the sofa sucking on ice blocks with a tooth that was just on fire, right? And like there was absolutely nothing more important in your life than getting to the dentist at 9.01 a.m. the next day. Right? Think of that level of urgency. Okay. Now, you've had in the past little kind of maybe a chipped tooth or maybe, you know, a little bit of mild discomfort in a tooth. Okay. And you thought, oh, gee, I should go to the dentist about that next week or next month or next quarter or after Christmas. But that's not an urgent and painful problem. So, what we want to solve is an urgent and painful problem. Okay, so back pain is a great one. There are others, though. So, you know, arthritis, you know, now we can't cure arthritis, obviously, but we can get people, we can solve the problem of arthritis, which is I can't participate in my everyday activities. We can get people back to enjoying their life. So back pain, neck pain, arthritis, post-surgical rehab, if you have those skills, you know, injury prevention for athletes, like if, you know, if people are very high-level athletes, you know, preventing injuries is a very top of mind thing for them because an injury prevents you from participating in the sport, and that is unthinkable to high-level athletes. So, you know, there are lots of urgent, painful problems you can solve, uh, but it needs to be like in that kind of bleeding neck category, in that, you know, up all night with a toothache sort of category as much as possible. All right, so your ideal client should have an urgent and painful problem. Now, at this point, dear listener, if you're thinking about your existing clients, and if I was to say to you, hmm, what urgent and painful problem do you solve for your existing clients? And you are kind of scratching your head going, gee, I'm not really sure. Well, guess what? You don't have a good client avatar. So just as well you're listening to this because we're going to help you get a good client avatar. All right. So you need to solve an urgent, painful problem. I love back pain. I don't think we need to overthink this. I think people love, you know, people out there in the world at large do have a perception that Pilates is good for back pain, and it is good for back pain. <laughs> so people believe we can help them. We can, in fact, help them, and it's an urgent, painful problem. I think that's a match made in heaven. I think everyone, well, not everyone, but I think uh, I think you could do a lot worse than uh, choosing you know, low back pain as your urgent and painful problem that you solve for people. All right. Uh, the... the now, actually, I just want to spend just a minute on this. Now, I did I did start out to make this a, a quick one, but I, I just do want to spend a minute here to give you a little bit more guidance 
on how to know if the problem you're thinking about is urgent and painful, right? So just say you're thinking like, oh, well, I want to help like postmenopausal women, um, you know, get into shape or I want to help, you know, young mums like get fit again after, you know, having babies or like I want to help, you know, XYZ person achieve this particular goal, okay? Well, how do you know if it's an urgent and painful problem or not? Well, go ask them. And here's how you go ask them. Go to Google, okay, and type in whatever the urgent painful problem you're thinking of, okay? So just just say you went and typed in, just say you're thinking low back pain. Like, I wonder if low back pain is an urgent painful problem. Go to Google, type in low back pain forums, right? Just the problem and then the word forums. See what comes up. And guess what? There'll be like 50,000 forums of people with low back pain, right? That tells you a lot of people have this problem. It's a big problem, okay? Go look at the forums, right? Look at what people are saying about their back pain. What problems are they articulating, okay? And you will see that it truly is an urgent and painful problem for people. Now, if you went, if you were thinking like, oh, I want to help, uh, I don't know, young mums, uh, you know, develop an exercise routine again, right? Go, I wonder if that's an urgent and painful problem for young mums, not having an exercise routine, okay? Go to Google, type in young mums exercise routine forums, right? Or young mums exercise forums or something like that. See what comes up, okay? And what you'll see, if you type that in, because I've typed that in, is that young mums don't have time to think about exercise routines. What they want to know is, how do I improve my self-care? Young mums want self-care. They don't, they're not out there wondering about exercise, they're wondering about self-care by and large. So I would say if you help young mums, uh, you know, develop an exercise routine, that might be a challenging client avatar because uh, they're being hit by the baby train and they've all they can think about is, how can I grab an extra 30 minutes of sleep today? All right, anyway, I don't want to get into the specifics of which avatar to choose, but if you're not sure if the problem that you're thinking of is urgent and painful, just go Google it and with the word forums. You can also look on Reddit, okay, uh, and just see like if there are you know people out there on the internet complaining about this problem, it's probably a problem, right? Whereas there's no one's complaining about it, it's not a problem. It's not worth solving. No one wants to pay you money to solve it. All right, so your, your ideal client avatar needs to have an urgent, painful problem that you can solve. The next thing they need to have is a clear self-identity, right? By which I mean just like, you know, young mums or women over 60 or, you know, people with back pain or golfers or something so that you can say on your ad, hey, people with back pain, right? Or, hey, young mums or whatever. And and the, the people who read that ad will go, ah, oh, that's me, right? Um, uh, so, you know, they just have to have like some kind of clear sort of self-definition that you can call out. I think that's a pretty easy one. The next thing that they must have in order to be an ideal client is time, money, and the will to solve the problem, right? So they've got this urgent and painful problem. Do they actually have time, money, and the will to solve the problem, right? So just say you uh, wanted to help underprivileged youth with debilitating back pain. Well, they've got a debilitating problem, right? But they probably don't have money <laughs> to solve the problem. And if they're anything like the teenagers I know who aren't underprivileged but are youth, <laughs> they're probably terrible at time management, <laughs> okay, and aren't going to show up to the sessions, Okay, and they probably have they probably have very sporadic motivation for anything apart from socialising with other teenagers. 
So I would say that is not an ideal client avatar because, yes, they've got a problem that you could help them with, but they probably won't show up for the session, can't afford to pay you, and will have sporadic motivation. So you need somebody who's got a painful problem, a clear self-identity, time, money, and the will to solve the problem. Now, who's got time, money, and the will to solve problems? Well, I would say you know, well-to-do elderly folk are the best, right? Why? Uh, as people get older, they tend we tend to, by and large, on average, get better at life skills. So we've got better time management. If we say we're going to be somewhere, we will be there on time, right? You know, you can probably trust your 70-year-old relatives to show up on time much more than you can trust your 15-year-old relatives to show up on time. People just get more organized. Plus, when you're, when you're you know, as you age, you know, beyond like, I don't know, retirement-ish, okay, you have less stuff going on in your life. You've got less kids, you've got less jobs, you just your life is left less hectic. So you've got more time to devote to, you know, whatever pastimes you want to devote to. So you've got time and you've got, you're organized, okay, and you've got more money, most likely, because as we age, you know, going from youth to old age, we tend to accumulate wealth. We tend, you know, 50-year-olds get paid more on average than 20-year-olds, okay? So we, just, we tend to earn more as we as we go through life, and we tend to also accumulate more, most of us, as we go through life in terms of wealth. So people who are older will have both the time and the money to solve their problem. And the thing with, uh, you know, as we age, you know, once you get past a certain age, and it's different for different people, but, you know, let's say past, you know, roughly 50, okay, people start to become extremely you know, aware of their mortality, right? Oh, crap, I'm no longer young. So pe- people suddenly, all of a sudden, have the will <laughs> to maximise their remaining lifespan and health span. Okay, when you're 20, you think you're bulletproof, nothing's, nothing's going to harm you, you're, you know, you're immortal, and you know, you're going to be young and perfect forever. But when you get to a certain age, you realise, oh, crap, no, I'm getting older, and my body's getting, you know, it's not responding the way it used to, to exercise and I get these aches and pains and, you know, like things don't work as good as they used to. And even if you stay in shape, it's, you're still not in as good a shape as you were when you were 20. <laughs> so you have much more will to solve the problem, right? So that's why I really like older people, anyone over 50, right? I mean, over 50 is not what I would call old. It's kind of like, you know, middle age still, uh, you know, late middle age, but it's still, you know, old enough that those people meet that criteria they've got time money and the will a lot of the t- a lot of the, a lot of times so the three criteria so far are they of your ideal client is they have to have a painful problem that you can solve they have to have a clear self identity that you can call out in your ads hey mamas hey you know women over 60 with arthritis hey whatever it is uh, and they need to have time money and the will to solve the problem you know, all we're doing here is we're defining that starving crowd, okay? How do you know if you found a starving crowd? The last thing we need to have is they need to be easy to find, okay? Easy to find as in uh, you can find them on Google, you can find them on Facebook, okay, with targeted ads, you know, because you can go to Google and you can say, okay, I want you to show my ad to people who type in, you know, uh, low back pain, who are over the age of 50, who uh, have this level of income, 
and, you know, like you could be very specific and show your ad to very specific people on Google, right? Um, or Facebook, the same. You can target, you know, very specifically, you know, who you want to show your ad to. So you just need to uh, be able to, you know, find those people, right? So if you want to target young mums, like where are young mums or where are, you know, older people with arthritis or where are people with back pain? Well, a lot of them are on Google. A lot of them are on Facebook. You know, some of them are sort of in the offline world, okay, hanging around, you know, chiropractors, offices and libraries if you're a young mum and, you know, various places, okay? But I would suggest that it's, you know, the vast, you know, it's way more efficient these you know these days in the year 2023 <laughs> to target your mark your ideal clients online even if you're an offline business right even if you're an in-person business and you're target marketed people who live within five miles of your space okay you're still better probably to advertise online like on facebook and google for those people because think about it dear listener i mean you want to go out for dinner Right, you're thinking, oh, I'm sick of going to that same two restaurants we all go to, right? Where do you go out for dinner? Where do you look? On your phone, right? You look on some kind of app that's got the local restaurants in it. Or you go to Google and you type in, you know, Greek restaurant near me or Indian restaurant near me or whatever, right? And so, you, you know... <laughs> That's what your potential clients are doing as well, right? They've got a, you know, you've got a sore tooth. You don't have a dentist nearby that you know of, right? You type in dentist near me, okay? Like that's what people do when they want to find stuff, okay? Uh, so, you know, you're much better to find those people on Google and you will be able to find them if you're clear on, you know, I want people of this age in this, demo, you know, in this geographic area with this level of income, Etc. And then you you know you can uh, target them based on what they type into the search. Like if they're searching for low back pain, for example, um, you know that tells you that they have low back pain. All right, dear listener, I hope this has been helpful to discover. You know, um, like the answer to pretty much any question in your business about uh, can't get enough clients, can't charge clients enough money. Uh, not getting the results I want from my clients. I have clients I don't enjoy working with, okay, or any of the spaces in between those things. The very first thing I would do if I were your coach is ask you, who do you serve and what problem do you solve for that person? And I would work with you, dear listener, until you had a very clear very succinct answer to that question, like as in one short sentence, like I help people over 50 alleviate back pain. I help retired women beat arthritis. I help men over 60 get back to golf, now, eliminate back pain and get back to golf. Right? So really clear, really concise, okay? And if you don't have that, I would say, and if you're not happy with the results you're currently getting in your business in any of those areas, like can't get enough clients, can't charge enough, not getting the results you want or have clients you're not enjoying working with, I'd say the number one thing you should do, dear listener, 
is define your ideal client avatar. Now, your ideal client avatar might not be your existing client, right? So don't start from the framework. Don't, you know, go back and listen to the sunk cost fallacy episode a couple of episodes ago if you need to. But don't start from the assumption that your your ideal client has any overlap with your existing clients, right? What would what would you, you know, what client would you love to serve if you could start from scratch, if you had a blue ocean? You know, who would you love to serve? And so when you have this client, imagine you imagine you're serving a client that has a really painful problem. Imagine you help you know, older people, uh, you know, golfers, you know, get back to golfing, beat arthritis and get back to golfing, right? Fanatical golfers who are retired, they want to get back to golfing, but they can't, you know, because their back's killing them, right? Imagine you help these people, right? Imagine how motivated these people are to, to, to solve their problem. Like golfers are fanatical, right? They can be just obsessive. And people with low back pain are also very highly motivated. So you've got like this double dose of motivation. Golfers, golf is a rich person's sport, right? So you're serving people who can definitely afford to pay you to solve the problem. Now they've got all of this time because they normally spend 15 hours a week golfing, but they can't do that right now because their back's killing them, right? So they are going to be such great clients. They will come in, they'll do everything you say, they'll show up on time, they'll pay you on time, they won't demur at the price, they won't bat an eyelid if you add an extra zero to it. So these will be just fantastic clients. When they go back and play their first nine holes, they'll be jumping for joy, they'll be tearful, they'll be sending you boxes of chocolates, like they will be so grateful that you've made such a profound impact into their life, right? So these will be fantastic clients, right? So uh, this is, you know, this is a not really exaggerated uh, example of the kind of impact that you can have both on your own finances and also the impact that you can have with your clients by choosing the right client avatar. All right, dear listener, I hope you found that helpful. I'd love to know your feedback. You can reach me via DM on Instagram. My uh, Instagram profile is in the show notes. Let me know, was this helpful? Uh, And uh, I'll see you on the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So Rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. 
This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.